Welcome to Land Life, a podcast for North Coast landholders by North Coast Local Land Services. This podcast is all about sharing knowledge and experience with landholders across our region to support farm productivity and healthy environments. North Coast Local Land Services acknowledges the traditional custodians of all the nations on which we live, work and play. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening to this podcast. In recent years, we've seen a really significant growth in the focus on reducing waste, from changing the way we shop and consume to changing the way we handle waste. One of those changes has been the increased reuse of organic waste, with many councils encouraging residents to separate organics into green bins, which are then used to create a compost product suitable for use in home gardens. But what if we could use that compost on a whole farm scale to help grow the food we buy at the supermarket? In doing this, there's an opportunity to close the loop on our food consumption using what we don't eat to grow our next meal. Late last year, I attended a field day at a beef cattle property near Grafton to hear more about a project investigating whether source-separated recycled organics, or compost, can be used to improve soil health on beef cattle farms on the North Coast. The project is being delivered by North Coast LLS, the EPA and Clarence Valley Landcare. And the field day was run by Kel Langfield, a senior ag advisor with North Coast LLS, who was overseeing the delivery of this project. The property we visited was one of four beef cattle enterprises where the trial is being run, measuring pasture growth and quality under a number of different scenarios. In doing so, the team hopes to determine whether recycled organic material is suitable for use on farm and whether it delivers improvements to soil health, pasture growth and quality. Yeah, we've got a bit on our, um, our program for today. So I'm going to introduce uh, Pam, Pam Warwick. First of all, we're at Pam's place here. Pam's one of the four participating landholders in the demonstration project. And Henry, I did see somewhere, Henry's also participated. And there, where we're going to have a look today is just over the hill. But I'll quickly introduce Pam to give us a brief rundown of what happens here. And then I'll make a start on the project presentation. Thanks, Pam. Hey everyone, um, so we are um, just beef farmers, so um, we run 700 acres, so we've got river flats next to the Clarence and these are our hill paddocks for when it floods. We believe that the cattle take off from the land and we want to put back as much as we can. So each year we do do a soil test and we work out from there what we need to do um, with our agronomists um, to what we need to put in to our paddocks. With the composting, we do want to see the difference between the fertilisers that we've been putting on to whether the compost has a different effect. That's why we're in the program. Uh, when local land services applied for the funding, the funding comes through EPA, Environmental Protection Authority, and the aim of that funding is to see if it's possible to actually increase the market for those types of products. So the compost that's been applied for these demonstration sites is all of the green waste that comes out of household green littered uh, compost bins. So it's not the red bin stuff that's had to be resorted. It's purely stuff that people throw in as their garden waste, grass clippings, those sort of materials. They all get composted up and turned into the material that was applied here today. Basically, and I'll, yeah, I'll probably read this as easy as any, but, you know, we have a, a subtropical climate, although 
that might be a little bit debatable the last couple of years. Um, but is, there is a lot of uh, different soil types, and beef is the major industry on the North Coast. So there's a lot of hectares under, under grazing management. So even being able to increase the market a small percentage and see these products being used more widely would probably be, be quite economical for, the, for those companies. After Pam spoke about her reasons for participating in the trial, Kel gave a presentation with details on how the project would be run. The trial is funded by the EPA, the Environmental Protection Authority, with the aim of seeing if there's an opportunity to increase the market for this kind of product. The compost being used in the trial originates from the garden waste households put in their green bins, which is collected and turned into recycled organic matter. Once the presentations were complete, we packed up and moved into the paddock where Henry Sheehan talked us through one of the trial sites. I don't have a lot of history on this, this paddock. We only bought, purchased it about two years ago. But uh, I know when we first bought it, we were really concerned about the, the state it was in. It had been overgrown. We certainly felt it had been overgrazed for a long, long time. Uh, and even with the, with the season that we've had in the last two years, we're really pleasantly surprised about actually what's come back, as in diversity and, and, some, and the quality of the diversity that we have here. So that, I think, tells us something that the soil type's better than I thought it was going to be as well. Um, to have sort of paspal and, 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 and kike and things growing up on these hills. We've got some spotted gum country over at Waterview Heights and we certainly don't get these sorts of pastures growing on that, on our higher country over there. So what we thought was we were really starting to budget and consider what sort of regen program we thought we might need to do to this hill. This hill is really going to be our flood refuge is, is the main main reason for it. We've had uh, nearly 700 acres that runs back all this way. So um, we were running normally about 150 cows on it, um, plus some fattening at the other end. All year round we'll be running the 150 cows plus a couple hundred weaners during during winter time and things like that. So in a rain event, in a flood event that, that um, I'm sure we're going to get at some stage, the 150 cows in theory will be up here. So. Our initial concern was being so uh, so short and so hard and if we we're ever going to grow enough ground cover to be able to put up with 150 cows stomping on it, especially if it's flooding down there, it's going to be pretty wet anyway. So, so the concern was the damage they were going to do. So we haven't overly grazed it by any means. We're just still trying to let it, let it recover, do its own thing and, and build up as much organic matter as we can, ground cover as we can, so it'll have its own level of protection when we come up here when it's wet. But um, really interested in the, in the trial. We run an organic enterprise over the other side. We haven't been doing it organically here, but I still believe in all the organic principles and would still like to head convert this country down a more biological, uh, soft, softer way to, to manage nutrition. So uh, the compost theory is good. And, you know, I appreciate what Nathan says a little bit about what your heart, gut or, or whatever might think, because to us, Organic matter is, is, is key and obviously having the, the biology and, and the diversity in the biology is going to be really important to create nutrition for the plants to pull up out of the soil and therefore give it to our cattle. It seems to be very, very successful for us over on the river flats over at Waterview Heights. Uh, animal health is excellent, weight, you know, weight for age and things like that are all excellent over there. So we feel there's something in it but would love to see some data to, to back that up. So that's, that's the real interest for us in, in this trial. And of course we, we stayed away from the fertiliser option 
really to have a crack at that five tonne to the hectare of compost with hopefully that's um then you know, we might see some see some results there i feel probably not so much visually but would love to see the the diversity in the soil and the microbes and things show us some indications or even balance some of the imbalances of of what's going on in the soil tests So we've just walked into another um, control, but the one behind you, between the white peg and the fence, roughly is that's a five tonne per hectare plot. And you can see behind me how the plot layout as they run down the hill. So um, on this side, every star picket is the start of the next trial, sorry, plot replicate. And then the white peg at the end would be where it finishes. So we've got it all mapped out. We know which, luckily we know which is what when it comes to doing our results. Um, this is what Nathan referred to before as our pasture cage. So the idea is that when Henry brings the cattle back in and they graze all around here, this will just let whatever grows, grows. Um, and we can come back, like Nate said, rather than having to come back every, every time Henry wants to put cattle in here and do a cut, we can just let this grow, come back. The area inside is 0.9 um, square meters so we then just rep expand that out to say well how many of these fit into a hectare and it's 11,111 <laughs> so all we do then is cut the weight we can get the weight we can dry it down and we can work out how much dry matter is in this entire plot here and then we can start to make those comparisons uh, between each of our different treatments so that's the idea financially we couldn't afford one for every plot, so you'll see that there's one in every. So we're represented for at least one, at least one of the treatments. At the conclusion of the field day, most of the people attending wanted to stay and work through questions with everyone involved. But I did manage to drag Kel, Pam, and Henry aside for a few minutes for a quick chat. I'm here with Pam Warwick and Henry Sheehan, who are two of the participating producers in our compost demonstration project. So I'm going to ask, you know both of you why you wanted to be involved in the project and why you think it's an interesting project to be involved in. Pam? Well, we believe in putting back from what the cattle take off in, um, in pastures and we are predominantly like beef um, finishing cattle area. So we wanted to see with the composting compared to um, other fertilisers, whether it'd be worthwhile to do or whether it's not and which would in the long run be of benefit to us. Yeah, I agree totally with Pam. Would love to, looking to do things in a less um, synthetic world, looking for something more, a bit more organic and a bit cleaner. The other side I really quite liked about it was the feedback we might get or the, or the positive push we will pull we can bring with the community, with them understanding what to get, why they're putting something in their green bin and what they might be doing to help the environment or help their local beef producers at the same time. Yeah. They might add more to their green bin and be a bit more conscious about what goes in it for that reason. So what sort of grazing system will you be trialling up there, Henry? A rotational plan grazing techniques over all the areas. Uh, we probably won't be able to, to graze each individual cell individually, but uh, we'll have, try and have some control across it and be doing it in, in a high impact, high density, and but, but quick in and out yep. idea. And that's one of the interesting things of the project is that each participating producers doing things a little bit differently so Pam you guys do things yep, a little different, different to that yeah so we do keep our paddocks a lot bigger because we use a lot bigger machinery and less time on you know fertilizing and spreading and that sort of stuff so um, we usually use a two-week 
to a week, depending on where we are in the season, to what we're grazing, pasture-wise. So we rotate the cattle around um, that sort of system. So, and again, because we are working outside the farm, our farm isn't our major income. We really just farm on the weekend. So, hence why we do do it in a longer time frame. So that that would be the interesting thing to see that, and I think I said that earlier. That combination of even just those management systems with the inputs that we're putting on with the composts and uh, the fertilisers, whether there will be a change in those soils and pastures over time. So I'd like to thank Pam and Henry for being involved. And um, yeah, hopefully in 12 months' time, we'll come back and, and have another field day and see some changes. Thank thanks, you. Kel. Thank you. Thanks, thanks. As Kel mentioned, the team are hoping to see some results from this project in the next 12 months and we'll be revisiting the sites for follow-up field days towards the end of 2021. If you'd like to know more or to stay in the loop on progress, contact your nearest LLS office or follow North Coast LLS on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and send us feedback by leaving a review. This podcast was brought to you by North Coast Local Land Services with the support of the Australian Government's National Land Care Programme.